I had a full physical Thursday where the physician's assistant asked me if I wanted to talk about my bruises. And I named names because there are some brown belts that should get a call from Kaiser Permanente, frankly, that I train with. Which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is easier at all times from outside the cage, not always on the mat. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, La La Land. Oh, God. Wait. That's No. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the... Raph. You're who is with me. Raph, how are you doing this evening? Good job there, Faye Dunaway. It's the night that... It's not my first time trying to do a Faye Dunaway. Uh, you're Night of Nights. You're a huge Oscars fan. Mm-hmm. Scale of one to ten. How crazy is that fuck up where they read the wrong Best Picture nominee? I've Winner. never seen that happen. And it's never really happened. Like, they've had it before where Sammy Davis Jr. read uh, a wrong category for, like, music and some other bullshit but this is the first time in my memory and somebody can prove me wrong but i believe it is the first time that they've ever had this happen for the best picture and that my friend is terrible especially if you have some people give a speech for a movie that's like live your dreams go peace for all the dreamers who dream and at which point i tweeted out well you might want to go back to sleep <laughs> it is uh the and the abrupt first, it's just a terrible place, as I've said, for some of our older celebrities. And this isn't well, their fault. Kevin was it's trying to figure fault. out why they bring old people well, mostly to present for the Because I was in a hurry. It was like, we're three hours into the show. Oh, God. Okay, let's get Warren Beatty up here. Hold on. Give him a minute. He had way too much sex in the 90s. <laughs> so his joints are a little slower <laughs> now. Sorry, everybody. And he kind Don't of saunters up. He got some in the nineties. I'm, not, you, I'm celebrating it in a public space. I'm <laughs> just saying, for fuck's sake, that man couldn't get it. And I was like, oh, okay, so of course we're gonna go slow. And then they just couldn't get it out, and they looked terrified. You could see it in their eyes. Both of them were just like, uh, uh oh. I and, do want to say this. There's nothing funnier than Warren Beatty passing the buck. To Faye Dunaway because he recognized something wasn't amiss, but he also had that look. And and those of you with older parents or friends know this, where they don't want to admit they need their glasses. So he had that look where he was just like, uh, "Hey, Faye, you want to read this?" And she's just like, oh, "Stop playing around. It's La La Land." Everybody goes up there, "Wee, yay, La La Land won!" And then all of a sudden, you know. One speech happens, and that poor producer for La La Land had to come out and say, like, guys, guys, there's been a terrible mistake. Moonlight, you actually won. You won this. And it's every person's dream. Like, think of it, if we're trying to put this into comparison for you guys, uh, if you think about it, what if you were competing in a grappling tournament, and then somebody said, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Guys, you actually, you didn't take silver. You won the absolute. Or even worse, you just finished winning the absolute, and they walk up. They're like, "You didn't actually weigh in underweight. I know we said you did, but you're five pounds over, so you lose." Or so, even even simpler, Kev. Even simpler when they go, "You know what? 
we raised the wrong hand. I'm very sorry. And that happens uh-huh. every once in a while where people <laughs> think that. And then, you know, head, yeah. And it yeah. was funny because we have a great interview or, or over under Kevin, if you would, with our friend TP Grant, where we bring up this wasn't that foreign to us in the MMA and grappling community because it happened during the Woodley and Thompson fight a few months ago, and we're about to repeat that. So we're going to go through that card momentarily. But as Kevin alluded to, yes, it was Steve Harvey's dream. And I have to ask you this question for those I'm of you excited. listening. He's so vindicated. Big time. No, it's, it's, uh, that's just going to be a blip in the radar. But I just have to ask you guys this question. If you were listening to this show and you're thinking about making a Steve Harvey joke, ask yourself, do you have to? Because if you noticed, you weren't the only one. There was about 9,000 Steve Harvey jokes that happened yesterday. I'm letting you know. I am done with them. We're good. We know. Fave Dunaway is old. If you want to laugh at something, may I encourage you to do this. There is a beautiful story by one uh, Michael McDonald, who used to be a cast member on uh, Mad TV. And he tells a great story about once being Faye Dunaway's acting coach. Go YouTube that. I think you'll enjoy it. That's, that's it. That's all I got for the office. Uh, okay. Oh, and go watch my recaps because we have really good recreations uh, for that. So you can catch that early late night. We'll be posting clips throughout the week. We hope you guys enjoy them. We had a great time producing them. And thanks to all the people who helped make that happen. But the Oscars are over, Kevin. Let's get back to the real thing. Let's not talk about the Meryl Streeps of the world who are overrated yeah. and terrible and don't deserve any of the accolades because we're MMA people. That's right. Okay. And we're hardliners about it. Fuck cinema. Right. That's right. And speaking of things that are definitely happening and and not in the fictional realm, um, Connor and Floyd, are they going to fight? Do we do we know? It's definitely demystifies if you don't call them by their last names. Mm -hmm. Uh, Connor McGregor, Floyd Merriweather, are they going to fight? I don't care. Yeah, we're definitely. How old are they going to be at this rate? Like, if uh, we get, it, if we don't get it agreed upon soon, it's big. Floyd's forty-two. I don't know if this is a great time. <laughs> and I mean, Floyd's going to have that excuse that he's older, or at least he doesn't have to say that. But the people who defend him will say that if he loses, if Connor loses, then he was never a boxer. So Connor does have more to lose. Can we just say this because? There's a different headline coming out every single day. And if you don't believe this is coming from their camps, well, then you live a blissful, ignorant life. But this is coming from them, from the UFC. It, it is something that we are seeing happening on the daily to gauge our interest and to make us more and more interested in it. Kevin and I have a little saying on this, and I think that it's shared by many of you, but I feel it needs to just be put out there. We're at the place now of put up or shut up. And when we put up our articles about it, we are letting you know what we know up to the minute. But there's always somebody who posts, I don't care about that fight. You think we do? This doesn't mean shit to us. We just want it to either happen or not. And sooner rather than later. But the, it does feel like the hype has uh, – I think they're t- it sounds like they're talking about getting Connor a fight, which is good inside the UFC. That would be fun. But, uh, you know, I'm, I will say I'm still interested. You got about uh, another month, maybe. I'll tell you what I'm not interested in. I'm just in. Skip Bayless What's talking that? about it at all. Oh, all that. 
Oh my god. That guy. Oh, those fat show, dude. And I you once know again can't iterate how little I watch it. They just play a lot mm-hmm. of clips. And whenever you see the clip, you go, Who the fuck's watching this? Who, if you're watching this, tweet at us and tell us why. Give us I am genuinely city. interested to hear what the whole point of you watching that show is. Because I, it, I wouldn't mind a defense of Skip Bayless. If someone's got it, I'd be like, Yeah, bring it. Yeah. I'm interested. Love to hear it. But I think the reason why it's so interesting is, Kevin, I'll ask you this, and we haven't talked about this at all, but I'm genuinely intrigued. Has Fox, with those kind of like programs, or specifically maybe even just that one, has has that made ESPN cooler by proxy? um, Yeah, actually. (laughs) Just not having to have him anymore. It's perfect. Because I thought about this and I was like, just having that show on Fox seems like such a liability that like all of a sudden ESPN, I was like, oh, God, do I want to turn on them to see what they're saying? Because I'm not watching this other bullshit. Sometimes it's the choices you don't make. I'm pretty sure that's not an adage, but it should be. So that's where we are. Uh, Raph, I'm going to keep throwing some topics at you because we were talking about this before and you kept listing off fun things. We had tweeted. I was like, yeah, perfect. Uh, first of all, everyone mark your calendars. This Friday is a jiu-jitsu holiday. It's Bellator, and you mm-hmm. can watch online Rafael Lovato Jr. fighting in the Bellator cage. All time. So uh, mark your clocks. I'll be at the evening service. I'm really excited. Jiu-jitsu you, in, in the park. When you said evening service, it sounds like you're <laughs> going to be at church, and you're going to convince the church, like, guys, um, Patron state Rafael Lovato Jr. is fighting. Let us go ahead and watch him, please. Let's uh, all just put it on the big screen and sit here silently and reflect. I think that's actually... <laughs> God, that sounds so much better than than uh, church when I was a child. That sounds fantastic, <laughs> actually. You're, are you going to go to jiu-jitsu in the park? You mentioned it's this weekend. Yes, yeah, so Damn they've got you. a jiu-jitsu uh, at the beach. It's being presented by our rivals, the Matt Therapy uh, Podcast. Uh, our good friend Drew Mario is we helping don't need to put therapy. it together. I'm, I'm joking, obviously. We have yeah, you know why they call it math therapy? Do you? No. Because all of the listeners that they have, there's something wrong with them in the head. So they like charge people for how long they listen to. It, it's a convoluted sort of thing that they put together. But anyway. There's like 100 um, people that listen to both. They're like, that's not inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. There's definitely a, a nice crossover between them and us. But you guys listening to us, you have class. You have real style. I guess what I'm saying is, yes, they are going to have an event over in the beach. Um, you guys definitely want to be involved in it. I think it's happening kind of towards Santa Monica. Uh, Gio, Gio Martinez, our good friend, is going to be doing a seminar out that way as well. So uh, look up information for that over uh, with the Matt Therapy podcast as well. But that is happening on Saturday. What happens on Sunday, Kevin? Because you got Lovato on like Friday, the beach and Geo with some grappling out that way. What happens on Sunday? A uh, few people are fighting, including Geo Martinez, Gordon Ryan mm-hmm. at a little tournament called. Is it Geo? Oh, it I'm Boogie? sorry. Nathan Orchard is fighting at this one. <laughs> I'm so close. And Boogie's fighting. Right. It's, those yes, are the two right. for wrong Martinez. <laughs> Uh, I'm getting my 10th Planet murderers confused. Uh, two of them are brothers. Two of them have great leg locks. No, it's Orchard and Great Catch Boogie. Uh, EBI 11. EBI. Very excited for that. That'll also be the debut of 
combat jiu-jitsu. I should be on hand, so I will see you guys. If you do see me, say hello. You're having an awesome weekend. It's going to be a very, very packed weekend. So on top of that, don't forget that UFC 209 is happening on that Saturday night as well. So it is going to be a very busy weekend uh, for everybody. But if you are in SoCal, it's going to be super busy. And uh, yeah, so Sunday, it's going to be in 14 Gardens over toward the Whittier-ish area or West Covina-ish area. Uh, My old hood. I hope to see many of you guys out that way. I'm intrigued to see what happens. If you guys want to go ahead and catch an interview with one of the participants of Combat Jiu-Jitsu representing 10th Planet Bethlehem and the Finishers MMA podcast, our good friend J.M. Holland, he will be holding it down. We did an interview with him on our Facebook Live. Uh, He answers a ton of questions, tells you a little bit about Grace Grundum, who is a phenom. And uh, tells us a little bit about where he's feeling for the competition next week. So uh, that's some good stuff going on down that way. So that, that I think, brings us up to speed for the weekend, Kev. Perfect. Um, Khabib's dad denied entry into the United States. Not great. Uh, I just assume it's the Trump's fault. Probably mm-hmm. is. It is. Yep, it is. Fucking Jesus. Yep. Great. Uh, pure racism is all that is. Just a pretty quick glip on the radar for those policies. Um, I'm just going to say this right now, Kev. Yeah. If people have a problem with that statement, we're going to build a wall around them. And, you know, don't be so uh, sensitive. That's mm-hmm. that I'm supposed to say to people. Speaking Absolutely. in the sensitive genre, Chris Brown, who backs out of a fight against Soldier Boy, presumably because he was like, I thought it was Soldier Girl, and then I found out. <laughs> There's a mix, so uh, I don't want any part of that. And Man, I don't get how he'd be talking about these hoes not being loyal when he's <laughs> not even loyal enough to fall all the way through to the fight. Am I right, people? I'm right. I know that for sure. Parlez-vous. I think that there's a layer in hell, by the way, that's just Chris Brown auto-tune voice. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's like, this is what you get. Six months, though. We're not animals. <laughs> You're just going to be down here for six months, and then... And then just you get being, it. Just hearing in the background, fuck, fuck, ever. And you go, oh, God, fuck, turn the autotune off, dude. We're good. No, I'm good. Uh, fuck. And we definitely are keeping you posted on if Rhonda might be done because Raf said she tweeted cryptically. That's basically yes. all I need to know. Would you like to know what the tweet was, Kev? Oh, you know what? That makes more sense. That would be all I need to know. Yes. Okay. Uh, the reason why is because it was one where you see the headline that goes, Rhonda tweeted this out today. And I go, normally I don't really care, but I was like, eh, let's see what's happening there. Here's the quotation that she has. All right. And I want you, Kev, you did impromptu speaking. Yes, I did. This was your, this was your moneymaker, dude. Right. Impromptu speaking should be mandatory. Everyone should have to do that. It makes you think critically. 100%. makes you read. makes you talk. It's awesome. And you're supposed to give a critical argument when you do hear a quotation. You know, five and a half minutes, structure a small speech about it, give a thesis, give uh, you know, a cause and effect, give uh, some sort of point-counterpoint, some sort of two-point articulation, or three, if you're feeling very Texas at Austin. And uh, <laughs> I do remember the three point. You know, you use examples <laughs> and try and vary them up. So it's it's complicated. It's cool. It takes a lot of practice. So Kev, I'm going to need you to give me two, a thesis and two examples, or 
two somethings points, if you would, for this quotation. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. A ship in the harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are for. Ooh. <laughs> A ship in the harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are for. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin is a national treats. finalist in impromptu <laughs> speaking. So there's no pressure in what he's doing right now. And you might be saying to yourself, Raph, are you covering for him? Not entirely. I'm giving him the opportunity because in speech, you're expected to do this in about 30 seconds when you're at the competitive level that Kevin and I used to compete at. So now I'm intrigued to hear what Kevin has to say for his point or thesis with points and or examples. Ladies and gentlemen, I turn the microphone over to one Kevin Phillips. I'm reminded of how Guy Fieri started his food passion loud career, where in which, you know, sometimes he was in that safe office job and he was trying to get out of it. I'm even adding some fun extra language just for your own enjoyment. <laughs> uh, quit his office job, started cooking, found a passion, took his hobby and his daringness out of the harbor in this particular instance. Sure. Rhonda could stay safe. She could stay in the acting business. And I think point one is she's giving us a little hint that she's going to bring the body back out for one more fight. Uh, and mm. point two, I think I'm pretty ready to see uh, this ship get tested maybe one more time, maybe two more times if she's feeling feisty, especially if that ship includes finding a new fucking dock that'll train her how to throw fists. That's how I feel about that quotation, Ref. Ladies and gentlemen, national finalist and impromptu speaking, Kevin Phillips, everybody. Well, point counterpoint. Try to add some. Um, can I? Can I? Maybe you know. I we always give feedback. It's very important in the world of speech and debate. Yeah. Uh, I did notice something here, Kev, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. But I felt like you basically took the same structure you would have used for a speech on Britney Spears' Hit Me Baby One More Time 100%. with the way that you broke up the analysis where you're like, what is she saying, hit me one more time? What Point does that one. mean? Yeah, yeah, I like that. And but I, I, felt like I think it, it she's a good person groupies. to also digest if we ever do this in a second mm -hmm. form. I think we should definitely. Oh, we will 100% bring this segment back because we love cryptic tweets with one Kevin Phillips. I think it's the way to go. Especially, but if you guys enjoy the segment, I, I love when people. When you're also trying to read into it, because that's a quotation that obviously uh, lends itself to a lot of things, like get out there and try things, uh, whatever. Maybe she's not even being metaphorical. That's what I'm hoping. She's like, no, I'm buying a boat. We're out of this motherfucker. I'm done fighting. I've retired. How clear was that? I'm out. What if she's saying, like, you know, it's safe not to cook for yourself. But I'm gonna venture into those waters. I'm, I'm gonna try it. class tomorrow. <laughs> it's never too late to pick up scrapbooking, guys. It's just <laughs> all these different. Uh, yeah, don't worry. We'll we'll be back with more cryptic tweets. Raph and I enjoy the unsaid as much as we do the said. It's one of our. <laughs> hey, you know what? Let this be. Uh, let this be a go ahead a calling card to all of the other podcasts. You can't get this shit anywhere else. So mm -hmm. fuck them. Yeah. Anyway, guys, I think that's uh, – do you have any more topics for me or should we get to this uh, thing? Let's go do some over-under. 209. Mm -hmm. 
Kev, it felt like almost no time has taken place between the last UFC pay-per-view and this one. Is that not correct? Yeah, and um, I had that moment where I saw it was 209. was like, oh, Stockton. No, fuck. Damn it. Damn it. What? How is the 209? It's in Las Vegas. Like, how is this not a Diaz, Diaz, Shields? And then they're just going to keep fighting uh, until we get through all three of them. Well, it's I, funny you brought that up because, first of all, the, the reason you remember 209 was actually happening was because I messaged you. So, yay me. But more importantly. Six hours ago. I did forget that this was the last week of February. Me 100% forgot. And I said, hey, Kev, you should know that tonight I'm bringing somebody to challenge your picks. And you go, oh, okay. So good work myself. But more importantly, you bring up a fascinating point about UFC 209. We were all assuming that we were going to see a Diaz brother of some sort. We were all pushing this. You and I were pushing it. Karen Bryan was pushing it. Other memes came out after we said it that we're trying to make a Diaz brother appear on UFC 209. Everyone's and when that, that was the case, You're fucking yeah. welcome, by the way, merchandising-wise. Exactly. Now, when this was all in the process of being talked about, I thought at the very beginning, I was like, you know, if we bring somebody on, they've got to in, they got to really embody the 209 spirit. And we have a host of people we went through. I, there are tons of people who listen to this podcast that we know who embody the 209. But then they never put a Diaz brother on. So then I said, well, then give me the exact opposite. And that brings us to our guest today, who is a writer known in the grappling community. Uh, he's done uh, work with uh, Bloody Elbow. You've seen his articles tons of places. And if you are looking closely, he's probably tweeting the finer details of a judo toss on Twitter right now. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to our show, T.P. Grant. Well, you know, in the Diaz spirit, I'm coming in on like five minutes notice. <laughs> he he was he was told last minute that he would be appearing on here. But I thought that there was something that would appeal to the inner competitor of one TP Grant because there aren't a ton of people that Kevin say he can beat. But he <laughs> can't say that with you. Feeling confident. Yeah, well, I'm feeling confident. More, I'm getting uh, I'm getting my second shot, so I clearly need to just come in and make a clear statement that it was a total mistake. That probably <laughs> brings me to the fact I should probably open the fight card and see who's fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I just okay. want to be clear, Raph, if uh, he loses, I want him to change his Twitter handle to TP Can't for oh, 48 no. hours. No, no, we're not at the bet yet. I don't care. Uh, I'm laying and, it out there. I think and it's his... kind of rude to put that out there for somebody who had to eat an entire pizza unto himself, Kevin. An entire Chicago-style pizza, pizza pie unto himself that, that's just rude it was delicious <laughs> it's always whenever we do the eating challenges here that i'm always like guys we all train and i don't envy the person who has to train the day before or after because before all you're thinking about is well here comes ninety thousand calories into my stomach and the day after is i can't move <laughs> <laughs> that accurately describes it so <laughs> well tv tell us what you you've been up to lately man what's been well, going on with you well the uh the the grappling writing scene's a little little cold right now uh, uh, yeah just just kind of how it is but i've been uh i've been recovering from a couple injuries but teaching a bunch and uh focusing on my own training uh out in out in chicago and uh kind of been doing the social media manager for my school because my black belt is in his late 60s and kind of knows what the facebook is but 
isn't really like Instagram is the moon to him. Absolutely. And, you know, you show your age when you call it the Facebook. So, yeah, no, we'll choke won't hashtag. I get that (laughs) over 60. You're good. TP, you are one of the most consistent people I see posting that you are training every night. And then you're always telling us what you are training. I always feel like you're a competitor to you. All you have to do is just look at your status updates and then reverse engineer that. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. I mean, I'm, I'm, I have a couple friends who put me to absolute shame when it comes to the, uh, to the Facebook check-in game, uh, and that's that's mostly me just again trying to get the school name out there, you know, with a little bit of self-promotion in there. Just absolutely. I just I love your commitment to it every day, and I will let you know that anytime I see it, I like it because I I just look and I go, how can you not enjoy somebody who's training and telling you exactly what they're working on? Kevin doesn't do that. No, I I I appreciate your pity likes, and and B, (laughs) I just I want you know I want everyone to come in ready for my A game, you know. (laughs) And just I want to be super clear. I will continue to be bringing my C minus game. It worked in Spanish in college. It has been getting me mostly back invited. So uh, C minus for me, Raph. Can you describe that in Spanish, Kevin? No. I, excuse me. Your game isn't muy malo? No. <laughs> oh, okay. La no. Okay. Not even el no. You had to take the female. Anyway, I don't want to get too much into it. No say? I think. Mm-hmm. So, That's that is actually appropriate. Good yeah, job, Kevin. TP, tell me about this because I know you're always watching fights. I know you're always tweeting out things. Do you get tired of explaining what's happening every second of every minute of every fight? Uh, I mean, yes. Sometimes I I have I have large drop offs in the middle of events where you can tell I got bored and I started like you know doing something else while the fight's on. Uh, so there's ever just a long span it's either eating. I'm eating that's a euphemism i was like yeah, yeah. everyone knows he tried to make it sound like i'm doing drugs it's like no oh uh, no sneaking I'm, I'm, a twinkie <laughs> just... to be totally clear i'm either eating or like i'm like oh look a video on facebook i'm gonna watch and I'm like oh yeah the fights are on um <laughs> so I, I i absolutely get distracted and and to be fair you you said like 209 oh man like it feels like we just had a, a pay-per-view it's because 208 never fucking ended it's still oh, okay. being it's decided. It's still dragging on. There are several fights still that have not been been called for the for the complete yeah. decision. So <laughs> I, I'm actually looking forward to this fight card. Uh, relooking at it, I remember I was I was at one time excited for this fight card, and that is rekindled. Mark Hunt is. Can fighting. you describe why you are excited for this fight card? Kevin's alluding to Mark Hunt, and we're going to get to those names in a second. But I want to know. I want to measure and check the temperature of why you are so excited. I mean, I mean, first of all, a man named Lando is fighting on it, and like that in itself is exciting enough. And then when you recall this man's previous, like last fight, uh, also exciting. And then Khabib versus Tony Ferguson is finally happening. Yes, that to is determine true. to determine who the next person that Conor McGregor won't fight will be. <laughs> I feel like they have they should call it the fine print match where it's just like you could win an opportunity. But I digress, guys. Here's the thing. Whenever we have uh, this pay-per-view thing coming on, it's time to go and play a game, a game that we like to call over under Kevin.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listen around right now as I go through the rules for this very simple game. We make it simple because, Kevin, the important thing to know about this game is that we uh, go through an entire pay-per-view card. There are 12 fights. I pick them out of order, and I give each participant 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win. They judge them on whatever criteria they think, and in some cases, we try to limit them exactly to 15 seconds. TP... Yeah, like that's going to happen. Not naming names. I'm just, well, I mean, I, I, you wait until I get the kill mute button. I cut off your mic. But I will tell you guys this. I'm excited for this game because this is a rematch between two foes who went toe-to-toe and Kevin got the better of it the last time. Woo! So since you guys both know the rules, gentlemen, do you have anything that you'd like to say to each other? Kevin, do you have anything that you'd like to say to TV before we get to the uh, matches themselves? Yeah, I've never liked him. I've never found him very witty. And I think his writing is as dry as his personality. Uh, it just, you know, I get like 20 minutes in and how many words do I have to get through? I need some uh, just basic shapes. And I think that would really spruce it up. That's all I have to say. Kevin, I have to say as a fellow writer, you do not. I don't mm-hmm. like your writing either. It's, uh, again, super you, verbose. Wait, shut the fuck up. My writing is immaculate, <laughs> you asshole. That's just a lot of words. It's hard to I focus. Will, don't you turn on me. This will be the worst heel turn you have ever seen, Kevin. TP, how do you respond to that? Um, I mean, I only vaguely remember the last time we did this. Um, <laughs> I kind of remember. I, I, I seem to remember that it, like being the card that had the most bullshit decisions of like the card in that particular year. And all, all of them went Kevin's way is, am I remembering that accurately? It's pretty I, accurate. Um, but I don't remember it, but like... I remember it being historically bullshit. And for Kevin, it's very 2017 of you. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, are you alluding that there's some sort of Russia connection here? That I, happens? Just, that, I don't I mean, remember, I, but I know I, it I wasn't right. I laid out that strong, but I mean, as long as we're going, <laughs> absolutely. yeah, way to let me connect the dots there. Colombo. real no good problem. work. Fedor I just called. really enjoyed the fact. He told you know, me what was Kevin, happening. I don't want to talk shit about Chicago, but I will say this. It is a little odd that somebody from the Windy City is trying to play these games in an age where we live in a post-moonlight La La Land world where they only have one job and they can't even do that right. Am I right? Open a fucking envelope. I'm just saying it's not that hard, guys. All right, let's get straight to the game. Let's go with our first match. Kev, you're going to lead us off. I've got 15 seconds on the clock. Feeling and loose. it is a bantamweight match between... Yuri Alcantara and Luke Colonel Sanders, you got fifteen. Go. Um, this is a very clear man bun jealousy association. I'm gonna go with the barbed wire to crucifix tattoo. Cool hand, Luke Sanders. Okay. All right, we've got Kevin on that one. What do you got for STP? Uh, I'm also gonna go with Luke Sanders because I remember scouting him once. Copycat and but, name dropper. Listen to him. Well, yeah, no, we know that. But can you explain that you scouted him once before? What does that mean? Oh, back I, I used to write on. I used to do a thing, uh, a podcast, uh, like uh, a year ago with Zane Simon <laughs> on Bloody Elbow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, gross. <laughs> and how did that podcast go? Uh, you know, it turns out the market for people talking MMA prospects is pretty small. That's, no way! That shocks yeah. me. That yeah, and then hurts. other other life events caused me to not be able to record weekly. So um, 
that that kind of became a thing. And then, but uh, Luke Sanders is pretty pretty good young fighter. Uh, Uri, uh, Yuri Alcantara is pretty uh, stiff test for a young fighter. Great but, abs. Uh, yeah, always. Um, uh, you're not the only one looking, Kevin. It's okay. Uh, and uh, he's he's. Uh, oh God, uh, Yuri's Yuri's got a pretty solid ground game, but Luke is a solid wrestler. Um, good athlete, and I think he takes this one. Kev, I have a question to ask you, and this is important. We were sitting here, we are listening to TP talk about doing a podcast, and he said that he couldn't do things weekly. He couldn't find the time for it. Kev, does that give you the competitive edge here? Because despite your lack of any talent, you show up. Uh, it's really the only thing you can say about me. Outside of damn, he's good looking and he knows nope. a lot about weed. Otherwise, Fair. it's mostly that I show up. But I'll also say I enjoyed that verbal ping pong where it mm. kind of looked like he was, hey, he can wrestle, he can grapple. Um, it's not going to work. I'm ready to serve that thing up like he left it lobbing. First ping pong metaphor we've ever used on this podcast. Thank you. Yep. And last. Thanks, guys. <sighs> TV, I don't envy you. You know, you couldn't cut it in the MMA podcasting world, but we don't judge you. We just say we feel bad for you. I appreciate it. Yes, you do. All right, let's go to our next fight. It's a lightweight bout between Lando Vananada and David uh, Tamor. TP, we've got you for 15. Uh, I mean... How can you go against Lando? Because his name's Lando. I mean, I can't pick against that. Other than that, uh, in his in his one and only uh, UFC fight, he oh, I'm sorry, he's had two. He's had two. Sorry, yes. Uh, the, both the Tony Ferguson fight and John McDessie fight, he has looked just so slick on the feet. Uh, you got. You Either you've gone over or someone's locked on a submarine. <laughs> one of the two. I, I think I think I think whatever submarine Raph is on is, is diving right now. You literally just took ready to the choose. effect of five buzzers. Kevin, can you do it with less than five buzzers? One hundred percent. David Timor, he's from Sweden. He's survived unspeakable things that can't even be named. Easy. Great abs. Well, actually, we want to call him David Taymor, but I want to tell you less about this match. Uh, here's the important thing. TP, are you really voting for somebody based on the name Lando? And if so, complete the metaphor because you haven't quite spelled it out for us enough. Lando I think we can groovy. elude and understand that. Wish that was the case here, Kevin, but I think it runs deeper than that. Um, I mean, there. yes, there's the, there's the Star Wars connection there. Nerd! Yes, thank you. Uh, and also, as I said, in his two UFC fights, he's looked ridiculously slick on the feet, and I'm going to go with that. Oh, no, is it one or two fights? I yeah, can't I was remember. Just about to say, you said his two fights, it's, or you said his one? Oh, wait, it's two, it's two, it's two, and then you were confident about it. But Ooh, either Kevin, way. I go scout all of these people, and I had I saw Lando when it. he was 12 and just a wrestler in the gyms of Chicago. He was great then. He's great now. I get it. Nope. All you right. study. 
You study, and there's one thing we hate more than anything on this show. It is preparing. And I was to say, guys, you should be embracing me this time because I literally hadn't opened this page. I thought I, I thought we would be on an evil uh, like. A Are you kidding? Here. My exact response was, "I like that guy." I wasn't excited about this card until I found out. Hey, TP Grant and No Diaz Brothers. Now I'm stoked. All right. Let's go to this next fight. It is a heavyweight bout between, hey, now you're an all-star Overeem versus Mark Hunt. Kevin, you lead us off. First, I uh, thought Mark Hunt was beefed out of the UFC. <laughs> Great to see. He's like, no, I'll st- I'm still going to fight. I mean, come on. Uh, ready for this one. I'm going with the sleeper, Mark Hunt. I like these two styles. It's definitely not going to the ground. They're just going to swing until they miss. Can't knock Mark Hunt out. Can't do okay. it. TP, I got 15, go. Uh, Well, if nothing else, Mark Hunt beefing with the UFC for fighting guys who are on steroids, so they give him oh. Alistair Overy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go with, uh, I'll go with Overeem, because why not? Reem. Yeah. Any- but my yeah. rationale here, um, you know, coming in on short notice, my cardio is clearly going to be crap. So I need to put this away early with some differentiated picks. Oh wow! Is your an honest question? How good is your cardio? Because I just want to know if the metaphor is going to go all the way through. Are you going to choke me out in the middle of the cage? Because probably, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, actual life, I can I can roll for a while. I I don't have serious cardio issues, but I'm not like a beast either. I'm not like I'm not Kane Velasquez in there like you know, defying biology, but I can, I can roll for an hour straight. Right. You're not like, you're not like title defense, Cain Velasquez. You're like Mexico city. Cain Velasquez is what I heard there. Was that right, Kevin? I'm a, like a regular person. Yes. That was the, oh, wink okay, and the okay. nod. Wink in the nod. Wink in the nod. All right, let's go to our next fight. It's a light heavyweight fight between Tyson Piper Perdo and Paul Daniel Craig. Kevin, what do you have? Or no, is this TP first? Go uh, it's light heavyweight, so who the f knows? Paul Craig, because he's from Scotland. <laughs> the real—that's where you're leaving it. <laughs> uh, guys, I, I, I'm not sure for this one because uh, uh, the last time we saw Paul Craig, he was—he uh, looked pretty good, uh, if I'm recalling correctly, against uh, who was it? Uh, Henrique da Silva. We'll let you uh, think about that for a while, and we'll come back to you. Kevin, what do you have for us? Paul Craig's nickname is Bear Jew, just so everybody's leveled about the violence coming into this cage. Little known fact, guy with the most tribal tattoos always wins the fight. Tyson Pedro is my 5-0 and selection to go 6-0. and Okay. I mean, Kev, uh, that's not a real statistic you just put out there. Uh, which one? I thought I threw two out. No, I just want to make sure you're right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Yep. I just want to make sure that people who are thinking that we conduct scientific research on the show are informed that we do not. Yeah, I actually fact check both things I said. Neither were true. So <laughs> good. Kevin also uh, boasts incredulous claims and then fact checks them. Happy to backtrack what I just said, but unlikely because motivation's a factor. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to do this next fight uh, because it's next. There's a women's strawweight match between Amanda Cooper and Cynthia Cavillo. What do you got for us, Kevin? 
Yeah, I don't know anything about this particular fight, which doesn't distinguish it from any other, except it's on the prelims. I'm going with the longest reach, ABC Amanda Cooper. Cooper. TP, what do you got for us? Uh, I'm going with uh, Cynthia out of Team Alpha Male, undefeated record. Sounds good to me. Fuck. Kev, are you okay? I'm fine. I just didn't like how he knew the team name and everything. Got me a little... We're fine. Was he cheating by knowing things? Uh, you know, you normally I'd accuse, I'd accuse my opponent of putting in effort, but I think it's clear I won't be ping-ponging that accusation across the table. Second ping-pong reference of the show. All right, all right, fair enough. Uh, well, here's the thing. And, and Kev, you mentioned ping-pong, but I've always wanted to ask this with TP. What is your fascination with fencing and why? Uh, I mean, I did it for like a decade, like through high school and then college. Um, I was actually on uh, the the Ohio State team when I went there with a couple of, uh, I mean, several Olympians, a couple medalists. Uh, I was, I worked very hard to Ohio become very State mediocre <laughs> at Buckeye it. Buckeye fencer? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Excuse me. The Ohio State Buckeye fencer? The, the Ohio State. You you better fucking correct that, or I'll ram a saber through your head. Oh wow! <laughs> we we take it very seriously. <laughs> I, I would imagine you have to. You know. No, uh, yeah, it, I I did it for like ten years uh, training. With, I, I worked very hard to become thoroughly mediocre at it, and I'm very happy with how mediocre I got. I guess the reason why I asked that is because every once in a while. I love to see the way that you explain things on Twitter where you go, oh, that throw had all the makings of a good fencing competition. And I go, what? <laughs> Listen, don't mix the streams. We don't need that, TP. I actually um, had one of those where it. Uh, I went to the U.S. National Sambo Championships to cheer on a friend of mine. And it was everything was running late. There were a bunch of just random Eastern Europeans there, and no one seemed to know the rules. And I was just like, I'm like it's a fencing competition. You just checked all the boxes. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad that's the case. All right. Speaking of uh, vaguely European foreigners, let's get to our <laughs> lightweight fight between Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Tony professional transition there thank you tony hawk ferguson tp you start off on this one. Oh, this is such an awesome fight uh i'm gonna take khabib with a lot of good doubt good <laughs> that's the first khabib question mark that i think we've had on the show okay uh, no particular reason why you uh, listen okay. I, I want to hear so you, why. Me through. Um, massive wrestling advantage to Khabib, I believe, and um, and just straight not giving a fuck from Khabib, which could be his downfall because Ferguson has pretty sharp striking and a wicked front headlock game. So I think this is probably, even though Tyron Woodley and Stephen Thompson are coming off of a draw, I think this is probably the hardest fight to call on the card. Fair enough. All right, Kevin. Uh, I'm going to ask for your pick, but I also I'm going to put five more seconds on the clock so I can get your explanation of this. Did you notice there that TP had the opportunity to give analysis and then just didn't do it and then suddenly magically had analysis? He seems to keep pulling tricks out of his hat in a way that makes me question if he really didn't do any research, you know, like it has, hey, make something boring up and then factoid written on his form. 
for each fight. I bet he does. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you, he you, doesn't. I heard he did. It's Khabib. Like I, I, I walk around with a breakdown of this man, like in my head at all times, in case someone asks me to break down Khabib. <laughs> you never know Listen, when someone's going to put the TP flashlight on. It's going to be like, there's a podcast say, that needs me. He's got a file that he was just itching to bring out the note card for. He's like, oh, my God, I knew the day would come. It's, it even uh, says over under Kevin UFC 209. <laughs> it's eerie. <laughs> but he's, uh, he's a sharp strange. guy. I, I actually had an Excel file when I was scouting fighters where I would just put notes on every single fighter I had watched. You're the fucking worst, Kevin. <laughs> what do you have for us for 15 seconds? Tony Freehands Ferguson. <laughs> I'm going, uh, I like this fight to stay standing. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to get some good ground exchanges, but ultimately they're both going to be like, uh, pretty hard to grab you with these gloves on. Should be fun. I think Tony F's going to win via knockout. I am really looking forward to this fight. It's going to be fun. I still can't get over the note cards. I still can't get over no, the Excel sheet. The Excel sheet that you have there. Have you updated that Excel sheet? Be honest. I- so since the MMA Prospectus ended, the show I was doing, I haven't opened it, but it was like sitting at over 100 fighters on there for a while. What was the weirdest note that you had on somebody? Oh, God. You don't have to, have to say who. Uh, I think I think I just had one where it was someone who was like getting scouted by the UFC, and it was just like, I think I just put just trash <laughs> on them. Wow. <laughs> Something just like I, I was I was in a bad mood and they just were not a good fighter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's almost as bad as mine. There was one because I always try to take notes if I'm covering something. And uh I happened to be at this grappling thing. And uh I always think I'm like, well, there might be an opportunity for me to interview them. And if there's a lot of fights at this particular thing, I should probably take some kind of jotted reminders in case I gotta talk to somebody. At the very end, one of the organizers sends this person over to me, and they're like, hey, I was told to do interviews here. And I go, I'm sorry, what's your name? And they tell me their name, and I look down at my notes, and in there, it doesn't say it. It doesn't actually say these words, but if you know me, and you know what those words are code for, it literally read as, fuck this kid. So, you know, it's good to take those notes. Yeah, I mean, like there, there is the the like the the famous one for like baseball scouts is the the KP because they didn't want like parents mm-hmm. looking over their shoulders and KP was just can't play. Yep, <laughs> KP is one of my favorite notes, by the way. But I love it when people when they read it, they're like, "Oh, you said a lot about my like transitions." Like if they ever read the notes, you could never tell I dislike them. Yeah, uh, so you can't. It's not as easy as KP uh, though. <laughs> I will tell you. I mean, I, I have like I think I have one where it's like I usually did like oh a little bit about their game and then their most recent fight and I have a couple that were just like got murked. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Kevin. I'm excited to ask you who you think is going to win this next fight because it's a friend of the podcast, our pal Albert Morales versus Andre Salk Mammoth. Yeah, he is going to Salk Mammoth. This coming Saturday, when he fights the warrior Albert Morales, this is cut and dry. You choose the man you're friends with, you roll with Albert the Warrior Morales. All right, uh, that'll do it for Kevin's pick. TP, what do you have for us on this one? Uh, I'm also gonna go with Albert on this one. Damn uh, straight. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, aside from the fact that, um, 
Albert's the UFC vet, and he's kind of in current in the current UFC management situation. Uh, he's probably on that like you have to win or you're gone sort of situation, and I think he's going to step up. Fair enough. That was only three to four buzzers on that one, Kev. He does seem to be. He was like, "Okay, I got, I got a round third. <laughs> you could, you could hear him. He started like, playing the buzzer. It's like I'm not going to slide. Uh, That's not for sure. But I'm going to round third. So close. Oh man, I'm going to get so chewed out for this. I love um, I could see yeah, him I'm, on uh, PTI, just, <laughs> just still talking on the mute. Just like, no, I won't stop giving analysis. <laughs> yeah, when he is on mute, I do like the idea of him being like, "That's a great point I brought up there, guys." I'm killing this. He like starts well, hey, to chat hey, on Reddit. You know, as soon as as soon as Raph flexes the mute, I'll I'll adjust. <laughs> this is guys. This is this is the quintessential MMA thing. I'm just receiving a bunch of warnings for poking my opponent in the eye, but you're not taking a point. <laughs> yeah, or hitting after the round to be more yeah, exactly. apropos to most recent events. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen here, TV. I can't really threaten you for two reasons. One, you live too far, and two, you outrank me. So it's kind of an unfortunate set of circumstances for me, though I would like to. Uh, if you were around me, I would take a hold of something that you like near and dear. Like I'd find your most prized possession nerd thing and then offer to break it. But I can't do any of those things. So, yeah, the mute button's going to be in effect soon. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, fair enough, but what is your most prized nerd thing that you have? To be totally honest, I don't know. Oh, that's fucking lies. Lies. I, I'm actually, I break from the nerd community in that I don't collect a ton of memorabilia. But you gotta have something that's your rosebud. What's your rosebud? God, I don't know. Ugh, that's think a good about question. It. I'll think I, about I it. know I'm a very apt interviewer. That's why I have a podcast that's been around forever. Anyway. Middleweight fight. Rashad Evans, Dan Kelly, TP, who do you have? God, who gives a fuck? Um, hey, <laughs> we support fight. our wow. senior fighters at <laughs> all of their endeavors. Um, geez, so the the dynamic here is Dan Kelly stepping up to fight a bigger name, and Rashad Evans has to show something. So I'm going to go with Rashad. I was in four. It's not bad. Uh, Kev, did he need to put a little bit of sugar on that one? Because, ooh, ouch. Old people, am I right? Combined 77 years as they step into the cage, which I think we should all take a second to applaud it. Yep. Despite loving Rashad even more after I watched him in, uh, oh, shit, the name of the documentary I just watched on Netflix, the Fight Business. Hurt yep. Business. Hurt Business. Hurt. I got to go with Daniel Kelly okay. from Australia. I don't know. I'm worried about Rashad. I, I, should he be fighting anymore? It's uh, up to him. I guess we'll find out. UFC 209 Saturday. Isn't maybe. It? I thought it was almost up to his like brain doctor who was like, nah, dude, maybe not. <laughs> Tech, the technical term brain doctor. Yeah, absolutely. I go to my brain doctor all the time. Doesn't seem. I, to I call him my B doc and he loves it. But, you know, Rashad's rounding third. Wait, you don't have a brain doctor? That explains so much. Yeah, well, in Chicago, they don't believe mm -hmm. in it. It's too fancy. Oh, geez, I thought you were talking to Kevin. 
No, no, no. Kevin, oh. we know what's wrong with him. I have I three. Mean, <laughs> They're great. <laughs> they form a triad to try and like help him at every turn. The beautiful thing about Kevin is, no matter how injured or hurt he is, he really does have a good attitude. This is true. That's a great marks from his helpers at the uh, home. So that's good. Somerset. They do great Absolutely. Kevin, speaking of which, we need you to do this next fight. Can you do that, big guy? I'm ready. Okay. It's a featherweight fight between Mursad. Nope. Back. We're going to have to go back. Yeah. Nope. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Mursad Bektik versus Darren Elkins. Yeah, I got to go with the damage. Didn't Wilk fight Elkins like a few I thought he times, had, yeah. it feels like? Uh, you know, he's an Indiana fighter, south of the Midwest. I like him to be hungry. I'm going with Elkins. Fought Joe Wilk. Guy's a monster. Yeah. And I'm defying the abs rule here, and that hurts. Uh-oh. What do you got for us, TP? Your side back dick, 100%. Total beast, future Bosnian champion. Bosnian model. Also, yeah. you can add that. No, uh, Bektik's one of those guys that a uh, um, couple people I know uh, who who were who were on the scouting boom, if you want to call that tag, oh God, like don't... future <laughs> no. champion. Yeah, yeah, that that like short lived period where there were where there were like two websites that actually scouted MMA prospects. Uh, yeah, just... it, it, don't worry, it's over. It's over. It, it I know it's over. No one. <laughs> No one cares about <laughs> least of all the UFC right now. <laughs> How does it feel to be the hammer pants of scouting? Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't bother me because okay. uh, I enjoyed it. But, you know, it, it, we're, we're at a point where literally it seems like the, the UFC doesn't doesn't even care about trying to get good young fighters anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, somebody put up today because we were talking about this with the whole Damian Maya thing where he's apparently going to take a fight. And our good friend Drew from Because Jitsu and I have gone round and round of saying, like, why is he taking this fight? Like, why is this happening? And ultimately, Drew was coming to this point of saying, like, well, it sounds like the UFC would be doing something very irresponsible if they're just going to let Maya keep going out there without giving him the title fight. And I was like, the UFC doing something irresponsible? Please show yourself out, sir. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. It just makes me so sad they're not giving him a fucking shot. I mean, I, I, I'm, I was very excited for the transfer of ownership when it happened, and now of late, I feel like every concern people had about about the largest MMA promotion transferring into the hands of people who a don't know anything about the sport and b don't really care about it in the same way are being validated in like the last month. Uh, possibly, you know, it's hard not to get a sense of what's happening behind the scenes, but I think most people have a pretty good idea. If you know how Dana talks, which is a lot of fuck you dummy. And then you realize that now his boss is basically the guy who is portrayed as Ari gold in entourage. You can only imagine how those phone calls are going. So yes, there's reason. Maybe some of your deepest fears are coming true. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. That'll do it for this uh, moment in the UFC, everybody. Nice, Let's continue. Though. You guys on. went deep. I thought you did a good job. It's very we articulate. Did, for... Kevin. Thank now get you. the fuck back to the <laughs> Good job, Kevin. Uh, you know, I, I feel back. bad. Whenever I bring somebody on here who's capable of doing analysis, I'm like, that's just not fair to Kevin. 
we had an agreement about the game. I guess mm-hmm. we're going to talk mm-hmm. big picture halfway through. Here we are. Next fight, please. Oh, well, I like you, the new Kevin. ownership. How do you two feel about that? I think they're doing a great job. Yeah, what are they doing so great about <laughs> it, Kevin? Two hundred eight uh, just no. won them over. Just, just big, won them over. Yeah, two hundred eight was grand. They clearly <laughs> are making some great choices in uh, who they're letting choose referees. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really appreciate when they let fighters almost die. No big. Yeah, that's good stuff. They were like, "Oh fuck it, it's New York. You, you couldn't help at all. You could be like, here's some things. You like, never mind." Uh, and the way they treat fighters is stellar record. It's good stuff. It's a good one. I like that. All right, guys, let's go to our next fight. TP, you're going to lead us off on this one. It is. Mm, did we do this one already? Marcine. Mar- no, we didn't do Tybura versus Luis Enrique. Uh, I'm going to go with Luis Enrique on this one because Marcin Tybura is like kind of a wrestle grappler and he's not particularly amazing at he he like tried to add striking his last fight but it was against he, he like knocked out victor pesta i feel like luis henrique is going to be able to out grapple him okay kev what do you got first this is tough because i like the cut of enrique's jeb and mm-hmm. great nickname klb but i feel like now i can't do it i gotta go with enrique i saw him in his last fight that's right. Mode. <laughs> I was trying. I was like, no, I got it. And I'm big on like the younger fighters. It's just uh, sort of a I mean, no, theme, you totally right? need. No, you, you should have talked yourself into taking Marcin. Do it. I can't. Be I'm a man. Gonna, I got to stick with. Uh, I do like 250 is what they're clocking in at, by the way. He's an athletic I'm, specimen. I'm really happy that uh, TP definitely went the route. Of going the macho man on you, Kevin, is like, be a man, Hogan. <laughs> Pick against me. Pick against me. Yeah. yeah. That was, it was a little, it was a little telling. We knew that was happening. Gentlemen, this is like, this is a familiar time for you guys. This is a time we like to remind folks who are just listening that there are wagers to be had. Now, if you've never heard of the wager, you do know that uh, previously TP lost to Kevin and had to eat a uh, giant amount of of uh, Chicago-style deep-dish pizza. Kevin, what are some bets that have happened in the past for this game? Uh, there's been a lot of social media changes. Actually, the picture where both John Evans and I had to dress like Uriah Faber popped up in my Facebook feed recently. We had to stage a photo um, mm-hmm. and compare off because we tied. There's mm-hmm. been some changing of some Twitter handles. I still need to try and eat a large kabuki. Um, I actually did write oh, I, I see how it is. quite a few words on Tom Brady. For our friend John Thomas, he's uh, terrible. Yeah, so those are just a few of them. I do okay. Tom Brady. Was now, TP, I, I don't want you to say if you have an idea of one. You don't say what it is, but do you have a general direction you'd like to go on the bet this time? Ah, uh, to be honest, no. I, I okay. totally forgot about the bet until he brought up the Twitter handle thing earlier. It happens, and guess what? We're going to have two more fights, and then we're going to go right back to that. So, uh, Kevin, I'm going to have you lead off on this one. It's a heavyweight bout between, and I love this name, Mark Goodbeer <laughs> and Daniel Spitz. I'm not even going to fuck up Goodbeer's name, though I am tempted to. Yeah, the hand of. He looks like an extra from the Boondock Saints, which is good enough for my vote. Mark Godbeer it is. Boom. What do you got I'm, for us, TP? I'm torn on this one because uh, 
Daniel Spitz is actually like he's like a absolute infant for heavyweight because he's 26, but he's out of sick jitsu, so that gives me concern. Take him, take him. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll go with. I'll go with Daniel Spitz. Um, <laughs> what was the deciding factor there, TP? Um, because it's heavyweight, and who the hell knows what's gonna happen. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna bank on the fact that at some point in some time, the younger fighter is going to win a heavyweight fight. Okay. It, it has to happen eventually. Uh, it doesn't have to, but hey. I mean, unless Love Francis Ngannou is just eating up all that. Why all do that. why don't they have a heavyweight fight every card just to spice things up? It feels like every, they should do every card should lead off with either Dustin the Diamond Poirier or a huge two sixty above match. I'm just every time it's great. <laughs> they're never going fifteen. They're minutes. never they're it's never not, horrible. Not happening. <laughs> never historically and. Just find some way scientifically to suck some oxygen out of the room so you just always make the heavyweights fight at altitude. Oh, that's just mean. I love it. Leave it's the for big the guys people. alone. It's for, Listen, it's for the entertainment. God beer is not going to enjoy that one. Okay? God beer. Like, Kev, I know that when you come to this country, like, way, way a long time ago, you had the opportunity to change your name. At what point do you ask, like, what's our last name? If you're a kid and you go, Dad, what's our last name? Well, son, it's Godbeer. Yeah, I'm pissed my family didn't change theirs to Jesus Whiskey a long fucking time ago. <laughs> been just rocking Phillips. Terrible. We're, we're Thor Jin is here. <laughs> Saint Zima is one of our Saint Zima is great. There's a lot of opportunity here we didn't take advantage of. If you guys want to join in, feel free to uh, throw your favorite alternate names at us on our Twitter at VerbalTapCast. We'll take them all because we're entertained by God beer if you can beat that. But uh, that's a a tough mark to make. Let's go to this next fight, guys. I'm excited. I'm putting 30 seconds on the clock, and we're going to start with TP on this one because Lord knows he's going to take it anyways. It is a (laughs) welterweight championship fight, a redo, do-over between... Tyrone Woodley and Stephen Thompson. 30 seconds ago. Uh, uh, so, obviously, first fight ended in a draw. Uh, very closely contested fight. I'm leaning Tyrone Woodley in this one, and I'm going to take him. Uh, Stephen Thompson took a huge leap when he did like an East Coast training swing. Uh, but in the lead up to the last fight, I heard he was spending a little bit more time teaching classes at the karate school than maybe he should have. And I'm not sure where his uh, where his focus was in that fight. And I feel like Tyrone's going to be um, I, I feel like Tyrone's always been a little more focused. And uh, I think he's going to take this one. For the love of God, you had 30 seconds there. Well, you threw me with the like you 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 like absolutely felt like you were going to drop the wonder boy nickname in there and then just skipped it and went right to Yeah, dude, I keep you on your toes. It's anticipation. It's what you do as a host. You take something you expect and then you fuck with it. It's why every time people, when they correct the names, they're like, oh my God, you don't know how to say the names? Of course I don't want to say the fucking names. Sorry, I, when did, whoa, did Dana just appear on the show? No, he didn't, because if he did, he'd be like, fuck you, dummy. You don't know what the fuck's happening. You don't know a goddamn thing about it. I don't know. The, the, the tempo of your words just picked up, like, triple and just, yeah. Can we, can we get Rafa Snickers? Where's the intern? Yeah. <laughs> Where, 
Get the intern in here with the Dr. Pe- I could use the Snickers. Actually, Listen, don't you start with me, Phillips. Okay. Of all people on this show. <laughs> not I you. Like, not you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I was watching a lot of Adam Sandler movies beforehand, and I realized the only way to be funny is to raise your voice. You're, so. you're a terrible person. Uh, a terrible per- Oh, sorry, guys. Really hurting the Adam Sandler demographic who just tuned in after ingesting all of his Netflix deal movies. The Ridiculous and- Six. Sorry. I am sorry I ruined it for you guys. Anyway, Kev. The ridiculous hour and 41 minutes of your time would have also been a not terrible, not terrible <laughs> game. Yeah, if you got 30, go. Yeah. So you're taking Thompson. You're in on the Wonder Boy business. Interesting. Huh? I'm sorry. You're taking Woodley. Uh, I took Woodley, yeah. I like the way Woodley fought, but I think he's rattled. And I'm excited for Thompson to come back with uh, mine. So I'm sticking with the number one contender. The guy falsely announced is potentially winning. Very this moment. Stephen the Wonder Boy Thompson. I'm oh, no, I it. can't do it again. No, I expect no, 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 some Tenacious no, no, no. D to play. Uh, I'm ready. I wish they would. I don't think they'd buy the rights. That's another bullshit thing. They're not letting somebody walk out to Metallica. Come on. Pony up the overage. Oh Jesus! Come on, you gotta four be some billion belt tightening. <laughs> mm. Um. All right. Honest question here, TP. And I want mm-hmm. you to look look at me in the eyes, even though I can't see you. Okay. You look at me in the eyes. Oh, oh! Just staring at that little portrait of you. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> the best portrait, by the way, to look at me of. Um. Be honest. Who won that fight the last time? Was it a draw? Was it not? Ah. Uh... I there's come on, don't you fucking pussyfoot around I, on No, this. I honestly I'm honestly not remembering who I scored it for. I, I scored it for somebody on my Twitter feed and I can't remember who I it was. I tell you to go back to your Twitter feed, but, but you have nine thousand tweets since then. T P underscore Grant at Twitter. You can find him. Almost thirty thousand tweets. Look out. Oh my god. Twenty nine thousand of them are just comparing jiu-jitsu to fencing so you can yeah, you I, can breeze through some of them <laughs> ballpark yeah it's a, little, it's a little over that it's so good it's my favorite thing kevin um who did you have winning that fight i don't even remember who you said i said the wonder boy uh no no, no oh, I meant, oh the like, original the fights uh, tyron woodley i thought he had a little bit more control you think he did the damage close. was it that he did the damage because it was when uh, Thompson was able to like fight his way back into it that he started showing a resurgence. Yeah, and when typically if I'm struggling to score it, I go for the guy that had some control and some okay in some grappling exchanges or some takedowns. And felt like Woodley. I was impressed by his wrestling. I I am excited again. This is a great fight. It really the first one was fun. I do hope we get some. Uh, I'm a little nervous. I just don't want. I don't want to leave not knowing again. Like with a uh, false decision, that's not fun. Let's get, well, let's it would be the first trilogy to just be majority draws all the way through, guys. <laughs> no one's be... won. It's the most now boring in retrospect, but at the time, it was great. Competitive <laughs> sure. trilogy ever. <laughs> all right. Gentlemen, I'm going to need some tiebreakers, so I'm going to go ahead and ask Kevin to start us off. What will be the two performances of the night, and what will be the fight of the night? Uh, fight of the night. 
is going to end up going, obviously, to Rashad and Kelly. Jokes. This one goes to Nurmagomedov and Geddon and Ferguson. Clear fight of the night. Performance of the night one goes to Mark Hunt, trying to show a little bacon his way. Be like, sorry about all the roided up fighters. No, the literal bacon. He's going to be paid in bacon. Yeah, it's going to be a big truck of bacon. They're going to make performance of the night. You killed it. He's going to be like, perfect, bro. And then we're going to go straight to next fight of the night. Elkins, Bectic. Or, I'm sorry, performance of the night. And uh, I'm going to give it to Bectic as an insurance claim. Okay. What do you got for CP? Oh, well, considering he took two of the ones I was leaning towards, I'm going to go with fight of the night being the uh, main event because the UFC is lame like that. Um, Town Woodley and uh, Stephen Thompson. Uh, performance of the night. Since Bechtick's taking, since someone's hedging hard, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with... Let's go with Rashad Evans. Just, just ice Daniel Kenny. <laughs> and uh comes out comes out and people people start whispering if Rashad's back and then we realize he just beat an old middleweight. Uh and then uh let's say other performance of the night. I'll 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 throw out Tony Ferguson and I'll hedge too. Ooh, double hedge. Bitch. All right. Or if you guys recall uh Hedging hard, which was previously mentioned here, uh, that was previously known as a porn for those with a forest porn addiction. It, Very uh, good. Pretty, pretty erotic, if you give it a chance. Absolutely. you got to be in the right mood. All right, gentlemen, we've gone on long enough here. TP, I gave you the opportunity to think about it. You probably didn't, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Have you come up with a bet? Well, uh... <sighs> TV. I got Yeah, no. I'm. I'm. This is. This is. I'm. I'm literally the worst when it comes to this. You could have uh, ended that sentence at literally the worst. I, I mean, like that's that's Just all for sure. Period. End of sentence. No comma. No semicolon. Worst. Kevin, do you have somewhere to take us on this one? Yeah, Mr. Happy Tweets. <laughs> Sorry, let's take that back. Let's go back to a time before I said that. Are we not uh, doing phrasing anymore? <laughs> we are. Sorry about ever. Sorry to the podcast. Sorry to the <laughs> listeners. Uh, leave us a five star review. Tell me you accept the apology. Five stars. TP underscore can't is obviously what I want the Twitter handle to be for forty eight hours, starting with a ten part tweet breaking down my superiority as a UFC analyzer. But Kev, here's the thing: a ten part tweet is one tweet for him. Yeah, I. But you know, I'm also thinking about the time investment on my part. And it's like, mm, eh, that's fair, you know, but, you know, well, that's you fair. type you it out as TP can't will make me very happy. All right. I actually got to think of something. Uh, oh, hey, look, someone just followed me on Twitter. Let's see who. Uh, hey, it's Kevin. Um, hmm. I, I'm thinking what I'm going to do is, is we're going to change your profile picture on Twitter, but I got to think of something to change it to. Um because it's you looking like you're about to destroy a salad right now. And he did. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that that salad was just absolutely crushed at the end of this. Uh, let's see. Goat cheese, could... man. Yeah, I'd say I <laughs> yeah. crushed oh. <laughs> I have to ask this, though, TP. Yeah. Here's the one thing that I always 
try to figure out for my opponents. You may have noticed this strategy used previously on the podcast, but it is one that was also used on this very show. When I have an opponent, I like to know what their weaknesses are. I like to know, like, say, if I were to go into their house and take their most prized possession nerd thing that's collecting intel so that I have their rosebuds. My question to you would be, what are Kevin's weaknesses? Well, just from a quick glance at his Twitter feed, it seems to be about 90% political. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just tweet angrily at the conservatives. He really yeah. does. <laughs> so I think I think what we need to do is that his his Twitter picture needs to, his Twitter picture profile for like a week needs to be him in a Make America Great Again cap. Uh, I don't accept uh, <laughs> on the pure on the pure basis of even acquiring a cap. Yeah, that's that's the real issue is buying that. If somebody yeah. had it handy on them, handy first of all, Kevin that. wouldn't be their friend. Second of all. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that he really I, okay, wanted that. Okay, okay. But, you, but you're on to something. You, you, you investigated. You, you zeroed in on a weakness of Kevin's very well. But, like, Kevin has fears. Like, Kevin. Uh, how about this? Fears? I just put proud member of the NRA for a week. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> I'll the, NRA, the NRA logo is your Twitter hand, as your Twitter profile. <laughs> Perfect. That's, you know what? There's a lot of cruel things that have happened to Kevin. I think that might be the cruelest. That one's up there. Well, it's okay. I'm I'm not even going to know if I won at the end of this because I don't remember what half of my picks are already. <laughs> uh, you know what, Kevin? I think you've already won. Uh, basically, if I just show up next week and I'm like, hey, guess what? Uh, Kevin, you won. I have every intention of stuffing the ballot. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I have, uh, I'm going to slide around things in your memory bank, Raph. I'm going to see if I can't get in there and delete your computer files. Don't put Absolutely. it above me. I'm going to come There's in. There's going to be some... And even though I could do it remotely, which is how people do it, I'm still going to choose to do it Mission Impossible style, and we'll be dropping Absolutely. it. I do love the idea that we're going to do voter suppression, and uh, no better place for it than in Chicago. Anyway, this has been the Verbal Tap Political Commentary Hour. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening, and for our red state friends, eh, we don't give a fuck. Hey, guys, <laughs> here's the important thing. We've done the bets. You guys are done being mean to each other. Kevin, what do you have to say nice about TP? Because he is right. He did come to fill in at the last second. I enjoy his breakdowns. Enjoy his bull-style haircut. Enjoy mm-hmm. his passion for mm-hmm. the repetition in some drilling. Uh, I look forward to crossing paths. Because i got to come to Chicago and eat at some juncture just very soon. Um, this so, is true. Uh, And that would require some jiu-jitsu as well just to stave off. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting beat up because the brown belts, it's not cool. TP, your response? Uh, well, I've always enjoyed both of you on this podcast a great deal. Kevin Kevin included. Uh, uh, yeah, I think you guys uh, are both insightful and humorous. And I also admire Kevin's ability to just, just destroy a salad. Trash it. Um, you have no idea. And the story behind that picture is uh, for another day, another podcast. But it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. Um, TP, where can people find you uh, if they are so looking to watch all 2,000 of the tweets that you will be putting out for this weekend? Uh, at TP underscore Grant for now uh, is my Twitter handle. <laughs> uh, I'm also on Instagram. Uh, and I put a fair amount of videos up there. Occasionally a video of me, but mostly just other stuff that I find 
Uh, and that's just TP Grant, T period, P period Grant. Uh, and also, uh, I'm also running the R, the R team rest, uh, Deerfield uh, to, uh, Instagram. And it's just the letter R team Deerfield uh, on there. And that's that's my jujitsu school. And that's usually whenever I have people working on stuff, I just tape them working on things. So you can pick up some little technical stuff. We did some arm bar switches the other week uh, that are on there. And you can see one of our inc- incredibly hyped up 22 year olds on all the caffeines doing it super fast. <laughs> Is that a smart thing to be doing it on that much caffeine? I, you know, I, it seems to work for him. He hasn't had a heart attack yet. Perfect. <laughs> the Chicago standard. You had a heart attack yet? Nah, keep going, kid. Knock yourself Whatever out. Whatever you do, do more of it. That's what is that? Kevin is a Jewish mom. I have no idea. I was just trying to sound tough, but that's pretty good. Uh, I do appreciate that you get there. It was, it was either Boston or Jewish mom of like, why don't you call me no more? I don't really like that. That's Try not sad. to dip into any sort of, uh, as, as a pretty Anglo white guy. I tried to absolutely any His deep reservoir of accents to draw on <laughs> all three of them. It's, it's very difficult when I'm not doing the the mother load of them. Hey, you know, TP, it's always a blast having you on. Obviously, if we bring you on one week, uh, will you be joining us next week to discuss the fights? Uh, if I can, I will. Next week will be a little tricky, but I'll try to make some time to come on and uh, mock Kevin. Oh, whatever. We're busy, too. <laughs> Oh, we get it. We're so effing I'm, busy. I'm actually, I'm actually traveling this weekend, so it'll be, it could. Um, next week's going to be a little crazy, but uh, we're all I'll... traveling in this world called life. Thank you. Fair enough. All right, we'll see if we can find some way to get you in, even if it is calling you in via hologram or whatever sort of nerd shit we can come up with. But TP, you're always a blast to bring on because you're a good sport. You always send to, uh, you do have good analysis whenever you're on Twitter. And if you guys do have the chance, add him on this weekend because you will want to hear his breakdowns. And there's nothing more nerve wracking than when you put your picks out in public and then you have to either defend or explain the things that went wrong as it's happening. The thing that went wrong is always that I'm an idiot, but uh, (laughs) there's also an off chance that I may be watching the fights with um, Connor Rebush of Heavy Hands, another fantastic breakdown guy. Oh, God. (laughs) You and your fucking Barbara Walters drop-ins. I'll be watching with President Netanyahu a little bit later. All right, guys. Well, that's about the time that we have with uh, TP Grant. Thank you so much for stopping in, dude. No problem. TP Grant's a lot of fun, Raph. I forget that he's even mildly amusing. I found it uh, mm. a little a little annoying that he was treading on my territory, but then he drifted into boring, and I was super happy mm. to drift over to exciting. And I think that's what the fans mm. are going to say when they leave five-star reviews. But that's just me. Did you take a, a ship to exciting when he <laughs> took a ship to boring? It was. Uh, we both left the harbor. Uh, one of us was in a slightly larger vessel of knowledge. I forgot where this metaphor started, but I, I definitely felt like I was still paddling in the end. You know, the wind was with me. So whatever boats. I think I speak for the audience in that nobody expected you to understand and stick with the metaphor all the way through. I, so I, I try no to stay starboard. I try to keep it balanced. 
you know what's nice is when uh, you can hear. I mean, TP's always enjoyed us, and we enjoy him. But there is a great fascinating moment that anytime he's talking with us, you hear him take the pause of somebody who's very familiar with our show in remembering like, oh, these idiots are going to be making fun of me for the next two minutes. I'll just shut up for a second. He's better at it than most. I think he does a good job. Just uh, like taking the steel chair in the cage. Mm, there you go. That was that bad, Kevin. It, well, bad. Hey. the same one that we're using a lot of ship and uh, ping pong metaphors. I thought maybe <laughs> just use like a fight one would work. Well, speaking of which, guys, you do know that WWE BJJ Week is a few weeks away. So start thinking about what moves you want to submit to us. We are going to be doing the hashtags, hashtag WWE BJJ, and then it's going to be hashtag WWE BJJ Week. We are already starting to reach out to some of our friends to let them know that we would like to see contributions from them. But you guys are our listeners, so that means you're also our friends. And if you guys want to go and send us videos, we will be retweeting the best ones that we see. So that is the week before WrestleMania. I believe it's somewhere in the March 26th region. Uh, so start thinking about that now, guys. Absolutely. It's one of the few things I do start to really, and I've got a few to do this year. So I'm going to start chatting with some people. I'm going to get some WWE people lined up. I think that's going to do it for us tonight here at the Verbal Taps of MMAs. We have so many people to thank. Uh, I, I'll lead off with some shout outs. Uh, first, to the person tweeting that forgot to hand the right envelope, really appreciate it. As uh, performers, we all hope not to be the person that makes like the biggest mistake. Um, and as anyone that's ever handed an envelope to someone, we also don't want to be that person. So I'm just really uh, grateful someone took care of it for me, Raph. Because best, best picture, handing the wrong card to Warren Beatty. And um, I've her name escapes... <laughs> And it's just perfect. It's just perfect television. Terrifying. It really, it made Awful. up for a lot yesterday. It did, uh, especially the uber long. Hey, this is a real exhibit with celebrities. <laughs> the thing was like, ah, fifteen minutes too long. I'm gonna give some shout outs to some badass brown belts. Well, first, uh, Jibera, who's a very clear elevated black belt just to be super clear has been teaching some awesome passing lessons and a lot of just giving us some wisdom and a lot of drilling guidance coming around being like kevin you're grabbing the wrong pant leg uh why the hell are you so high on the knee it's a weave pass let's focus some good things except he says it more positively i think that's the difference ref i think i'd be a little i still need to work on uh keeping it positive during instruction it's like what are we doing with that arm and i need to work on being better at it then on to the brown belts that I uh, named to Kaiser. Um, took the just brown belt pain tour, um, which is Badger, Jeremy, Sean, and then any variation after that. Um, you find some Will, some Eric. People just teach me a lot of lessons. Uh, Gavin, really appreciate it. You know, you get beat up and then they explain to you how, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Jibera, I told you, like five straight. They're headed down to train at the university. They're headed to San Diego. Uh, just kept getting armbarred from his guard, which is a lot of fun. You know, sometimes it's really humbling to remember that we're all Demi Lovato occasionally. And uh, our black belts are capable of throwing it into third, fourth, fifth. Some gear you're not aware of. It's uh, very, very humbling. Great training up at Jibera. That's going to do it for me, Raph. Well, I just got a note from my good friend, Travis Nawaza. 
who just said that there's going to be a perfect. He is alive. That's he great. Is alive. Guys, get this. This is great. Uh, there's going to be a battleground submission only tournament. No gi time limit. Ask me when it's taking place, Kevin. When? It is April 1st for white belts. So men, women's and kids submission only tournament. No gi, no time limit for white belts <laughs> on April 1st. So if you guys want to look into that, it's Battlegrounds. Apparently, it's going to have 135, 145, 155, 170, 180, and 205 and up. So that is going to be at hashtag, uh, or I'm sorry, at desert underscore rocks. And it's Battlegrounds. Get in touch with Travis if you guys are so inclined. And if that is not ending up being a uh, April Fool's joke for a white belt, no gi, no time limit match. Well, then you go enjoy yourselves, White Belts, because you can't get that kind of thing just anywhere. I also want to shout out uh, two of our friends. That is Joey House and uh, Drew Murillo. Why, you ask, Kevin? Because I, you got to Did you me. ask? Yeah, I was, I, I was I, like, yes, I will please, because they beat the shit out of you this morning, two days ago. <laughs> they, um, they always kind of beat the shit out of me. So that's that's not a huge accomplishment. Big guys. Um, but they, I had thrown a tournament at them. And I wasn't sure who was going to be participating in it. And somehow or another came to find out that those guys were going to be competing against each other at a competition out in Orange County. So those guys ended up uh, battling it out in a submission only no time limit match. And Mr. Joey House ended up getting the win via a sneaky armbar, as Drew said. So we're going to be talking to those two guys about that experience a little bit later. But I thought it was such a fascinating and hilarious uh, happenstance that brought them into doing that sort of thing together. And uh, we couldn't have been happier for those two idiots. So uh, if you guys want to see them talk to me, I believe we're doing it Wednesday. So awesome. on uh, the award match, though, it's pretty badass. But think about that. You compete at a number of places where you don't get any money. Oh, it's awesome. It's so badass. I liked in Joey's comment about some of the organizations. They were saying it was funny. It's good. So uh, it was uh, shout out MMA events, Inc. And you can find them at MMA underscore events underscore Inc. One. Uh, they basically were putting on kind of more of a uh, karate tournament. They had some grapplers go in there. I know Drew brought a whole bunch of people and uh, just a really funny story. And I couldn't be happier for those two. So uh, shout out to them. Shout out to the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club Monday through Friday. There is nothing but great training at 7 a.m. in the morning. Come find us. Come beat me up there. Then again, uh, we already mentioned this, but it's important to note. You've got uh, the Jesus Matt Therapy, open mat at the beach in Santa Monica. You've got Geo doing a seminar for, I think, it was like 50 bucks or something like that. So come join that. Stick around for all of the open mats. Get some good rolls in with people out that way. Then watch UFC a little bit later. Then wake up that next morning, go down to Florentine Gardens, and go see you some EBI. And I'll be there covering, talking with some folks, and doing all that good like. And uh, shout out to Valley Martial Arts Center. Be back. Great training happening that way. Shout out to Marcelo, 
who uh, and and I, I do mean this honestly. Uh, Marcelo has been having to play a little bit more off his back recently because he uh, he injured himself. So he asked me to put this out there to our friends and our fans, and he wanted us to ask you guys if you could come up with a lot more moves that you do play off your back. Because he was like, you know what? He goes, now that I'm here, I'd love to hear what people are doing. New things, old things, all that sort of stuff. So if you guys have some stuff you want to throw that way, you can do it on our ter- Twitter at VerbalTapCast or on our Facebook. Put it on our page, and I will funnel it back over to Marcelo. And uh, one final shout-out to our good friend, Abner Cifuentes. Some of you know him as uh, the guy that uh, our good friend Eric Knight Medina took on at Fight to Win. He was opening up with a group of people out in Anaheim, uh, for a big grand opening, a place called House of Gyms. They have a new jiu-jitsu program that's going over there. They are under, I believe, the GFT banner. And uh, Abner's a great role, man. He brought some fun people out there. I got the chance to roll with him, a bunch of other people. I cannot stress this enough. I know I will be back there because Pans is coming up in a couple weekends. And I'll likely be out covering that way in uh, Orange County. So if you guys are in Anaheim, go stop by House of Gyms. They're having night classes, and then they're having, like, open mats at night. There's no better way to train, I promise you. And Abner will he'll roll with you, man. He will he will roll until people are done rolling. So uh, definitely get involved with that. And if you know people who are looking for an economic place to train out in Orange County, go do that. And I think, Kevin, oh, yeah, all the people who came to my Oscar party. You know who you are. Thanks for coming. It was fun. I'm done. That's badass. Uh, from my back, I do a little thing called heavy breathing and stall panting. So throw that up the line. That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tab. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good fight.